welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, and I am delighted to be introducing you through our Schneps Media podcast of Power Women, the very unique and successful and therefore powerful Pam Lehman, who is the president and CEO of the Corcoran Group. Welcome, Pam. Thanks so much, and um, thank you for having me. So we're so delighted to have this opportunity to chat and to see a little bit about insight into the world of success. And so I had wanted to ask you about your growing up years on Staten Island. Who influenced you growing up? You know, that's a tough question. I was thinking about it. And, uh, you know, back then we didn't have these business superstars. So when I think about who influenced me, I think my parents, of course. I mean, it's a common answer, but I think it's the truth. You know, my dad, I can remember some of the little sayings he used to tell me, you're known by the company you keep, live by the sword, die by the sword, you know, things like this. And I think my parents had a lot of integrity and very high moral standards. And I think that always uh, stayed with me. I also think just the friends that I had growing up and some of the teachers and just watching to me, like in my own head, what worked, what didn't work, what I might want to emulate, what I knew I was never going to do because I was exposed to lots of different kinds of people. You know, I had a great childhood and, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate. So I think um, whoever influenced me, I think hopefully most would agree that they did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you, you certainly achieved a great success. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do think you hit on something, and that is having a solid childhood. And those little expressions your dad gave you, aren't they true today? And you may have said them to your children, your daughters. You have two daughters, right? I do. I have two wonderful daughters, uh, both in their 20s right now. And when we're kids and we always say to our mom and dad, oh, stop saying that. And then you start saying the same things and you say, oh my God, I sound like my mother. I sound like my father. But obviously they knew what they were talking about. And the fact that these ideas resonated with me and now I've passed them on to my kids. I think it's, I think it's really important. They, they knew what they were talking about. And I'm, I was blessed because I did have a solid foundation and I had an older brother and a younger sister. And we had like a regular normal family life. And I, I, I think that was helpful in establishing, you know, stability. My mom and dad used to say, I always like to play outside the lines, but they made sure those lines didn't stray, you know, too far. From a very young age, I thought about why were rules there? I always thought they were made to be broken and maybe that <laughs> helped also. And, you know, just you doing your women podcasts. I mean, I think as women, you know, came up in the world, particularly seventies, eighties, it's, it's, it's different, not as different as it should be today. But you had to really uh, sort of create your own path, right? Absolutely. They were now, there wasn't a magic word called mentors then. No, there really weren't. And, and definitely, I get a kick out of watching some of the old TV shows, you know, particularly Mad Men. My, I was watching it with my daughters the other day. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't even believe this. Forget the smoking and the martinis and all that. But the <laughs> way they treated women, I mean, it was crazy. So when you see these women that really made it from back then, I mean, I think it's pretty extraordinary. It was much easier for me. I'm younger than that. But, you know, Wow. Well, it wasn't necessarily much easier. It's just how you took on the challenge. I read something about you that you were from childhood. What was this? Could you share about the idea of you, you saw a condo in Florida and you enamored oh. <laughs> you? Yeah, this is absolutely a true story. My mom told me that they always knew I would go into real estate because we were down in Miami on vacation one time when I was very young, maybe two, three years old. And I kept pointing at the building saying, what is that? And my mom said, well, that's a condominium. And she said, for the rest of the trip, I drove them crazy going, look, another condominium, condominium, condominium. <laughs> so they 
said my future in real estate was probably uh, cemented right there during that trip. So tell us a little bit about your career with Corcoran because it really started and is still there, which is kind of unique in this day and age where people seem to want to shift from company to company. Yes. I don't know that you'll see that anymore where people just go to one company and, and they stay there. I mean, I have so many um, of these millennials that work for me and, you know, they love it. But after six months, they're looking for the next thing or, you know, how come I didn't get promoted yet? And things like that. It's, it's where's the raise. <laughs> I love it when I have someone seven weeks. Could I get a raise? I said, really? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. Uh, so I always laugh. I say, I've been at Corcoran now longer than Barbara Corcoran was at right. Corcoran. It was sort of crazy. But I think what I loved about the company is when I got there, first of all, this is very funny. When Barbara interviewed me, she said, Pam, you seem great, but you really do not seem like the type that's going to stay around very long. So that clearly was wrong. And Barbara's a person of a tremendous gut instinct. So that was like one time where maybe she, the gut instinct was wrong, but she was really smart in that she saw that, you know, maybe I had some talent and she, she hooked me and she made me a partner in the company very early on in 1990. Well, so, she just didn't do that. Come on. There must have been something <laughs> you did to make that happen. So I started as a broker. I was the top broker my first year. And Where then were you she asked, Where were you making I was your in the down, I was in the downtown office on Princeton Broadway in Soho. And we still have a large office in Soho to this day, much larger than we had. We have five. We have four, we have four downtown offices now. So when I started, there was two offices at Corcoran. And then she saw something in Maine, suggested maybe I wanted to go into management. And I said, I love being in the action. I love being part of the deal. And I don't want to just go be a manager and lose my, my connection. And one of my brokers who, who gave me a lot of advice throughout the year, she, she would say to me, Pammy, I'm a streetwalker. I want to be down there with the people. And that, you know, that resonated in my mind too. So I always wanted to stay in touch. So I said, why don't I bring in a co-manager? And that way we could do both. I could still be active in the sales and, and manage. And that worked out until my co-manager ended up um, having a baby and leaving. So I took over fully and I grew and grew the office. And through that growth, she thought maybe I better make you, she said, I'm afraid you'll leave and get hired away by someone else. So why don't you become a partner in the firm, which oh. I did. And then I was invested. It was a very smart thing to do, you know, stock options before <laughs> stock options yes. that needed to invest. And then I, I still had my career downtown. I opened a second office down there. And what really helped me is that I, I saw that new development was going to become a thing. And it started really downtown. And I wanted to get myself you know, very involved in this. And I went to Barbara and I said, Barbara, we need to start this new development division. And she said, you know what, Pam? I don't want to do that because I was, I was doing that in the 80s. And when the market turned, I got crushed. I had so much money on the street, I couldn't get it back from these guys that were going bankrupt. I said, well, I'm going to reinvent the way we do the business and I don't need a salary or anything. I just want to be your partner. So let's be 50-50 partners and I'll run the business and I'm going to create a different model. And much to her credit, she's a big risk taker. She said, you really feel like you could do it? Let's do it. And I learned so much. I made so many great connections and that business really took off. And to this day, it's one of the most successful parts of the company. And, uh, but you know, I, wait a second. I'm, I'm worried. I mean, I fell in love with Hudson Yards. I stayed at the Equinox Hotel for a week. Oh, good. And what's happening down there? Is it going to come back? You talk about development. I mean, it's, it's like they create a city within the city. Yes. And I'm a big believer in Hudson Yards. And it's really interesting how many people from different walks of life have moved to Hudson Yards. 
And certainly COVID has not been a friend to New York City, nor to a place like Hudson Yards. But I think the resiliency there is great because it's a little city within a city. You could go there yes. when we were marketing it. I could say all day, you could get up, you could go to the gym, you could go shopping, you could have lunch, you could go to your office, you could go across the river and play golf. I mean, there is so many things to do there. So like everything, it you know takes a little time, but I believe Hudson Yards come back, comes back stronger. The market right now, these past two weeks, it's incredible the turnaround that we're seeing how many people have come back. So I'm, oh, I'm, I'm very, optimistic, very optimistic. Well, I don't know about Neiman Marcus. Are they coming back? They're not coming back. <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole other story about right. you know, the whole But you're not involved. In, are you doing commercial real estate too? We do very little commercial real estate and we are certainly not doing the commercial at Hudson Yards, but I've been speaking to the guys related and uh, they have very big plans for that Neiman store. So um, I, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, you know, it's, it's called reinventing yourself and maybe reinventing neighborhoods. And, you know, I think that's happening out in the Hamptons as well, where, you know, it's um, people who in the restaurant business thought they would be on their backs because of COVID and they're flourishing. Amazing. I've talked to friends that own restaurants out there and it's been, it's been a crazy season. I'm a little worried for the restaurant now with the cold weather coming in, how that's going to work in New York and in the Hamptons, um, back to a lot of takeout. But I, I did my best to support all the restaurants. I, I think as good, as good members of the community, we have to support each other and encourage each other because you, you don't want to be a fair weather friend. So, well, um, I mean, you do take out, you know, if you don't feel safe, the takeout. I feel like I'm doing a good deed. I'm saving myself from cooking and I'm giving them some business. So I think it's a kind of win-win. Well, I could be one of the only people who can honestly say, and my kids and my husband laugh about it, I'm probably the only one who has not cooked a meal during COVID. <laughs> I, I'm lucky my husband likes to cook. My daughters like to cook. And uh, my kids remember my my friend was telling a story, funny story the other day. They said when my older daughter, Dylan, was about four and someone said they're hungry, she goes, I'll get the keys. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> well, you're cooking up business and how yes. you're able to navigate this, um, you know, where you're hotter than hot in the Hamptons and maybe cooler than cool in the city uh, properties. So what is your vision now for the company? So we've got really big plans. Uh, last year, we decided to take our Corcoran brand, our Live Who You Are philosophy and franchise it across the country and across oh. the world. And we have been so successful. It's this most successful franchise real estate launch in the his in history. We well, it doesn't um, hurt that I'm addicted to Shark Tank and Barbara's on there all the time. The <laughs> right. name we is get a, resonating, right? Right. I mean, we get a lot of free press from Barbara's unbelievable profile, um, international profile. So that that's great for us. And now we're in Hawaii, we're in California, we're in Chicago, we're in Arizona, we're in Colorado. We're in Westchester and so many more to come. So this has been uh, a big focus of my time lately. Uh, I never Philadelphia? had Philadelphia. Are you in Philadelphia? Not at the moment. Oh, but we I think we'll be everywhere. We own the daily newspaper in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Metro, because, you know, oh. that came with my um, acquisition. So Philadelphia is a great city with a great mayor and it's going to shine. Wait, can you see? Maybe I need to look at your chart and see, uh, right. see where <laughs> Make I, sure you're I should be going. Because <laughs> we're I in Westchester too. I have a sales team um, across the country now, and who knew that you could be selling franchises only on Zoom? We would normally right. be traveling everywhere, 
and we've really done everything over, uh, you know, over the internet. I'll be really excited when we could get back on planes and really have some great uh, in-person meetings. So talk to me a little bit about what advice you would give other women who want to be as successful as you have become. Well, I think the advice that I would always give is don't be fearful, take risks, learn from your failures. Nobody who is successful can say, oh, wow, I never failed at anything. You have to have some failures and you have to learn from them. But mainly, don't follow what's, what the plan is. I think part of why I was successful is when I saw an opening, whether it was I saw there was a chance to do new development and I took that, or I, I saw in the company there was uh, no health insurance for the brokers and I made sure I got them all health insurance. Like Nobody said to me, Pam, you should not just do what you're doing. You should look to do this and that. I just did it. I don't know how I did it. I just did it. Now, back when I was a kid, I was the president of my class and I was president of the school in high school. It's in your DNA. (laughs) Right. So, and, and the live who you are is the DNA of Corcoran. And that's what I like to say to people, live who you are. And just because you're an assistant to somebody in the company or you're a junior marketing coordinator, it doesn't mean that you cannot have great ideas and don't be afraid to share them and to show your stuff. Right? Don't sit back and wait for things to come to you. Make things happen and you will go a long way. So how have you balanced the balls of family, husbands, business? Talk a little bit about how you've been able to, um, you know, be so successful and still have the pieces of the pie that some women feel they've got to be only focused on their business. Well, I think I'm really lucky I chose the right husband or he chose me and he's been very supportive throughout my whole career. And somebody gave me great advice a long time ago and they said, uh, Pam, nobody on their deathbed ever said, wow, I wish I spent more time at the office. So I always try to make my kids a priority. They both played tennis in high school. I tried to make their matches and their lacrosse matches. I was very involved, you know, I would visit them all the time when they were in college, just spend a lot of time with them. I was home a lot more when they were, when they were younger and I speak to them 10 times a day. Uh, so I, I'm very involved, but I'm certainly not perfect. There are things I missed. I wish I didn't. And advice I would give going forward is really make sure you set those important priorities. And uh, I joined YPO, Young Presidents Organization, a very long time ago, and they spend a lot of time on work family balance. And I think that reading and understanding or joining an organization like that is extremely helpful because learning from your peers is phenomenal. I learned so much from my peers. Well, that's why we're going to create the power breakfast to be able to share these wonderful ideas. And I thank Pam Lehman so much for being with me today and talking about her great success as both president and CEO of the Corcoran Group, now an international company, thanks to your efforts and your foresight and your knowledge, intelligence and beauty. So what a great combination. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Oh, thank you. You're the best. Be well. Thank you.